todo el mundo. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Lane Wilson, author of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series and director of the documentary The Ventures, Stars on Guitars. This is your destination for all things rock, where the interviewees include musicians, authors, historians, filmmakers, and more. And now, on to the show. My guest today on the Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast is Julia Laji, bassist for the bands Vixen and Smith Coatsen, a rock blues band formed by Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden and Richie Coatsen of the Winery Dogs. As you may recall, I recently talked to Britt Lightning, the guitarist of Vixen. Vixen is an all-female platinum-selling hard rock band that was started in the 80s and is still going strong with an influx of new members like Julia. Plus, they both have amazing drink recipes in my latest book, Rock Tales. So let's get Julia on the line. Welcome to the podcast, Julia. Yay, thank you. I'm so happy to be here chatting with you. Yes. Um, well, I just want to dive right into how you got started. Um, you had started playing the bass guitar at a pretty young age, so I'd love to know what inspired you to pick up that instrument in particular and uh, maybe some of who your musical influences were at the time. Yeah, it's funny, though, because although I am a bass player, I love all the instruments and I always try to play a little bit of everything. I love some new adventure you know so yeah um in the beginning actually I wanted to I actually started playing flute I was playing classical music I loved it and I became a teenager and my mom introduced me to rock and roll so I was like oh my god this is so cool but because you know rock and roll was super like drums and very like you know totally different than orchestras and stuff I was super into drums I was like oh my god I want to play drums and my mom was like, we can't not feed a drum kid in this apartment. You know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I got it. And, but also I, I was listening to the bass and understanding what the bass was. I was probably around 13 and I was like, okay, so what is this? Because it's also a rhythm uh, instrument, but has notes and it's groovy. 
And, you know, back then when I was 13, 12, 13, there was no YouTube and stuff, believe it or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it sounds like completely like a different, you know, era, but it's true. So I was like, like, I, I talked to friends and they were like, oh, that's the base. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I told my mom, mom, I want a base. So that's how it started. You know, I just wanted to play that for some reason. It caught my attention more than guitars or, you know, the classic stuff. So that's how it started. My mom actually gave me a bass after a few a few attempts. Like I was so into the bass that I wanted so much. And I kind of built my own bass with a piece of wood and some random strings. I'm like, see, I want to be oh a bass player. <laughs> so she act, yeah so she's like okay you really want to be a bass player so she got me a bass and that was it I was listening back then and I'm from Brazil right so in Brazil uh, the uh, the rock stations used to play a lot of Guns N' Roses Aerosmith uh, Metallica stuff like that but then I also was listening to like you know James Joplin Jimi Hendrix Led Zeppelin and all of this you know especially Led Zeppelin had such a cool bassist and I was so into it and so that those were the bands that back then were influencing me the most when I started now did you learn to play by ear just uh that way or did you have an instructor yeah in the beginning for sure I was playing by ear and as I told you there was no there was no uh, YouTube and anything so I even came up with my own tuning mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to tune I I, I just came up with some tuning that made sense to me. And I was literally by ear learning the songs and the lines of the bass that I love and, you know, just learning songs left and right. And I was, I could stay hours and hours and hours in my room, just listening to the songs and learning. And of course, later I hit a point that, you know, what am I doing? My mom saw that I was really ser serious about it. So then she actually took me to have some classes and then I got some classes and it was super helpful. I learned a bunch of stuff, obviously, but I learned a lot on my own, which is kind of funny. <laughs> well, that really gives you your own sound, right? I guess it does. And what is the most important for me that developed a lot was my ears. And I think that's so, so important in music. You know, you have to have to have a good ear. Like sometimes the songs are easy and I have like people asking, oh, um, what are you playing here? Can you chart and send to me? And I'm like, well, but can you hear i mean you know it's an easy song i mean musicians definitely i think is the goat i mean it's the most important thing is definitely develop your ears for everything you know you're playing with other people most of the time you're not playing on your own so you have to be able to listen and are you too loud are you playing too much you know what's going on you know like that's that's the first thing i i love is just to train the ears for sure <laughs> Well, as I mentioned in the intro, you've played with an awful lot of bands. You have a two or three bands right now and, and quite the background. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to have you kind of fill in our listeners on who else you shared the stage with in the past. Well, you know, again, I'm from Brazil and I stayed there for 13 years in the same band. And we were a touring artists down there in Brazil and, and you know, we played everywhere. Uh, we had a, a Grammy nomination in 2007, but it was um, country, Brazilian country, <laughs> which oh, okay. is a little bit like a little bit like uh, American country because it's music written from the people that live in the countryside, and so there is this connection. But there's a little bit 
of like we have accordion on the on the, on the violin and stuff like that so it's a little different and a little mixed so it's very cool Sounds like a little like bluegrass or something then. yes there's definitely some bluegrass and uh there's definitely some rhythm that we use from like argentina like chamamez so there's all sorts of it's like a mix but it's pretty cool and so um i did that and I play with this band for 13 years. And I play with a lot of big names in Brazil, but um, you guys might not know here. But once I moved to America, I was, um, again, trying to do my stuff and fit it in and see what's up. So I ended up playing and having some gigs with, like, different artists that I never thought. But, like, for example, I did this rock. I play at the Roxy. Actually, me and Brit Lightning from Vixen, we both did the same gig with this major a singer from Mexico, Alejandra Guzman, and we recorded Live at the Roxy, a live DVD, a live CD, and she's huge. She's like the Madonna from Mexico. And um, so every time I tell people like they're from Mexico that I played with her, they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> so, but it was like, you know, kind of like a pop rock uh, music. It wasn't like, you know, mariachi or nothing like that. Um, here I played with some interesting people like Nuno Betancourt. I jammed before with Steve Vai and Steve Locator. It was kind of wild. Um, but I, uh, recently I played with Adam Lambert. I uh, was filling in for my friend Poliana. She's a great bass player. She plays with him. Uh, obviously, I played with Richie, Richie Cotson uh-huh. and Adrian Smith. And Adrian Smith, we, I mean, we just had last year a tour. Um, they have a project together. So that's pretty incredible. Um, at the same project, I jam ended up jamming with Nico, Nico McBain, you know, like the drummer from uh, Iron Maiden. So, like, I don't know, I might be forgetting a bunch of people, but I've definitely jammed with a lot of good people as well, too. So, wow, it's just it's, like it's wild. Yeah, you have to be really adaptable to play all those different styles. Do you have a certain one that you kind of gravitate toward more than others? I definitely gravitate more to rock and roll. That's for sure. But because I played country in the past a lot, uh, I, you know, have a different feel for that. And also being Brazilian, we have other uh, rhythms there that we play, like Bossa Nova or Brazilian jazz. And I have that in me too. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I can transit for, to different styles, uh, but for sure my favorite to play, is, you know, is headbang and rock. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you really look like it too when you're up on stage. Like you have a big smile and you really look like you're enjoying yourself, which is really oh, yeah. fun to see. Yeah, of course. I mean, the audience <laughs> loves that too. Um, yeah. But as I mentioned now, Vixen has been around since the 80s, but there are younger yeah. band members now. So tell me about how that gig um, came about for you and whether or not you were a Vixen fan before stepping in or did you get to know the music more after you became a band member? Because I'm from Brazil and I lived uh, more than half of my life there, um, I knew Vixen, but I knew a few songs, more like the the ballads, like Love is a Killer was a, a song that played in Brazil. And, you know, um, but I wasn't, I didn't know, I obviously didn't know all the songs that I know nowadays. So um, I knew about it, but it wasn't something that, you know, I, it was, I grew up listening to it. Mm-hmm. But w- once I moved here, it's funny enough, me and Britt met in this audition we did that I don't recall for what. <laughs> so we met and we're like, well, we don't care much for the other ma- band members, but me and you can both play. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we hit it up right away. And then 
we kind of kept in touch and we we thought about maybe jamming again but you know kind of nothing really happened later in life we met again in a party and we're like oh my god how are you whatever so we try to put together a band back then me her and another friend of mine but then right after Brit got the gig for Vixen so she couldn't do the other project and we're like okay don't worry it's all good go go do Vixen of course it's great and we were, I was always very happy for her too so I you know I knew Brit since before she joined on joined Vixen so when time came in like you know Cher decided that she wanted to take a hiatus and all they were talking about bassists and there were a few names but Brit and Larry Moran, which he's the manager, both were talking about me. And so apparently, you know, after, you know, watching videos, I guess, I don't know. And knowing that Brit already knew how I was and they decided to call me. And I was like, yes, of course, I'm more than thrilled. It's just a big honor for me, you know, to just, my God, play those songs live with the girls. The girls are incredible, such incredible musicians. And yeah, when you see me smiling, that is, is legit. I'm not faking it. I, I'm having a blast. <laughs> it seems like you really love to keep yourself busy. You've got your solo music and another band, Sister Not, and you're on Cameo. I mean, I see you everywhere. <laughs> so is it hard to keep a work-life balance? And, uh, you know, if not, what are some of the things that you like to do to relax and unwind? Depending on what I'm playing and like what I'm doing, like if like Pixen now is going to be pretty busy on the summer. And then, yes, it, it gets a little hard to balance the, the work with life, for sure. Because, like, my husband is also a touring artist and, you know, it's, it's hard to be home with him and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it gets complicated sometimes. But, again, because it's something I love doing it, it's, you know, like, it, it's okay. I don't feel like I'm wasting life or anything. So, it's part of the job and I'm super okay with that. I'm more than used to right now. It's, you know, how it is. Um, I do have other projects for sure, and I love writing. I like writing my own songs. I love singing, and so I'm actually working on my album just now, and I'm about to release a few singles in the full album. And oh, this is for exciting. me something. Yeah, I love that. I love because it's just you know it. I can go deep into what I love and just develop, you know, and even practicing a little bit more of singing and writing good lyrics, stuff like that, you know, it's hard. So when you have your own project with no pressure, I think you can just really dive deep and do as much, you know, just discover yourself too. So I love the, the solo stuff. I do have a band, Sister Not, with my other friend Tachi, uh, but that also was for uh, original stuff. So that, that project is a little frozen for now, but it's still there. We still, you know, share the stage here and there. We go out and do some live music, some original music. So I have that for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always keeping myself busy for sure because um, my brain is never, uh, you know, never stops. So yeah. I have an idea here. And then, yeah, I have the cameo if someone wants to book me and I definitely love chatting with people. I come up with little shows on, on YouTube. I have this show called Bass and Bake where I cook with some friends and it's just supposed to be funny. So I'm always doing stuff. But um, yeah, what was the, 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 the end of your question? Because I think I can go on and on with my project. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess when you're on the road, are you the type of person who likes to kind of stay in your 
room and watch TV and read? Or do you like to go out and explore and see the culture, the museums, the places to go and be? Or what? I mean, I'm just kind of curious as to know what you do aside from music to relax. Yeah, I mean, when I'm on the road, if if we have a, a good amount of shows, I would probably uh, pick resting first other than going out and, you know, trying to explore. I do love to explore. I like, uh, you know, meeting new people, uh, experiencing different things and eating new food, whatever. But yeah, if I'm on a road and I know that, you know, I'm there for work, I'm definitely going to stay more in a room and chill and hang out with the girls, maybe we'll get grab a bite or something. But now if we have time later, if you maybe it's like just a weekend with shows, then I'll, I might go and then my explore the town or uh, me and Britt, for example, stayed in Montana one time. We stayed a few extra days and we just did um, this uh, kayaking, like a boat river. I don't know the name. <laughs> but so we explored the nature and the food and the local things. Like that was so awesome. So, you know, I, I try to balance a little bit. I'm not um, a person that is going to disappear. I like to hang out. I have FOMO if I'm not out with the girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I'm home, I like taking care of myself so I'll go to the gym I'll try to eat healthy I'm definitely gonna host some barbecue with friends and see friends try to catch up with my friends because I think it's very important I like writing songs you know listening to podcasts stuff like that and and yeah coming up with content meaning like songs like my YouTube channel or like stuff like that because all these creative things you know I love like editing my videos whatever I love all these little things and learning new stuff you know I like learning new stuff yeah I mean that really shows in everything that you do now I imagine since you've become a touring musician and have been doing that for years you may not go to a, a lot of concerts on your own <laughs> but you probably see a lot of them so I'm kind of curious to know what was one of the best concerts you ever attended and what made it special for you yeah, it's funny because what you said is totally true. True. I mean, I've, I've been touring since I was 17. So it was really hard to go actually to concerts because usually I'm playing. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's funny because I have like not that many amount of shows that I saw, but I saw a few great ones. Uh, one show that was funny that I watched in Brazil, it was a great show. I, I had an incredible experience. Um, I went to see Rush something went wrong with my tickets and once I got there they fixed it for me but I had bought like a regular ticket and they put me on the VIP front row area and I was nice. watching yeah and I don't know how that happened I forgot but all I remember is that I'm looking at Gary Lee Alex Lifeson Newport and they're like slamming it and I'm right there in front of them and that was so special for me because uh, Rush and especially Gary Lee, it, it is a huge influence on me, like, you know, playing bass, playing uh, intricate bass lines and singing at the same time. So I learned a lot with him. And I was so like, I was mesmerized that I was watching him so close, doing all his things that he does. He has a particular way that he plays the bass. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was, uh, it was mind blowing for me. Also seeing Aerosmith just recently, because he was another big influence on me, like I told you. 
Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Steven Tyler, I, I didn't know what was he was doing, but I was like, I want to be him. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, we just saw them recently in Las Vegas. Actually, it was me, Britt, and Lorraine, all from Vixen. We went there to see them, and we sat so close to the stage. He was singing like Dream On, and he was opening that big mouth of him. I could see inside his, you know, like, I was like, <laughs> he got I the dentist like, view, huh? I and I was so happy about I was like oh my god and I cried on dream mom because you know I was just it was like I remember I was like 12 13 I was listening to the music I was like oh my god I want to do this whatever this is so yeah so that was pretty cool obviously seeing Paul McCartney I saw Paul twice and that was just just the fact that he's a Beatle and the the legacy that he has it's just so crazy so I mean, I think I can go on and on, but yes, those three for sure, big shows for me. Yeah, it's amazing that um, a lot of our famous musicians or musicians that meant a lot to people, and even in the 60s and early 70s are still touring, and I don't feel like there's um, you know, a stigma anymore where rock is just for young people. No, definitely not, and I love that, you know, And I, but I see all the generations, especially now with Vixen we play with a lot of bands from the 80s right like yeah. the Paris with a lot and you I see the crowd but the crowd has a little bit of everything of every like you know like teenagers older people like what it's just like who I love that it's not it's, I don't know I love the fact that it's still happening you know what I mean like because a lot of people and hey, rock is dead I, I don't I don't really agree with that well um you've performed all over the world even way out in the ocean on cruises so I'm kind of curious to know like what's your favorite venue to play I mean there's the, the huge stadium or the intimate club I mean what how, for you as a musician which do you prefer you know it's funny for me um I don't think I have a venue in particular that I love um but I feel believe it or not more comfortable playing a bigger venue or festival uh, than uh, on a smaller one intimate I don't know why when people are super close to me I get shy <laughs> uh, right they're so close so, they can yeah, yeah. Reach out and touch you yeah they can see my face I can see theirs and I get shy I don't know where to look at I was I'm like <laughs> it's so fun I get awkward so the bigger, the better, right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And, you know, this year we're going to be playing at Wacken Festival in Germany, which is huge. Wow. And so I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. That's <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah. Well, I'm curious to know, like, what is the best uh, Vixen song to play or some of the best Vixen songs for a bass player? I think Edge of a Broken Heart has a great bass line. And it goes on and on in the same pattern. And I just love playing that song. I think it's not only because it has a great bass line, but definitely because it's such a huge hit. And people love it. And I think the whole energy is just super right, you know. Yeah. But I love I love playing that song. I like playing um Streets in Paradise too. I think it's like so Honestly, I really have a lot of fun with the whole set that we do. But if someone had to pick one from Big Seven, I think I'll probably pick Edge of Broken Heart. It has a great bass line. It's super present, you know. And yes. it, is the, the, it is the song that everybody's waiting to sing along in. So that's, 
very cool. I, yeah, I love it. That's so, the yeah. iconic Vixen song for sure. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, my last question is here, and it's the one I always love to ask. What is your <laughs> own rock and roll nightmare? Well, um, it's hard. I mean, I have a few nightmares that actually happened in my life. So like on the harder, you know, like if you think bad about it, like I, my worst nightmare is to see a fight breaking up on the crowd oh, and yeah. especially someone that has gun and that happened before in Brazil. So I saw that happening. So we had to evacuate the stage and that was a nightmare literally. And I was like, this is horrific. Um, another thing that happened too for, with me also in Brazil a big nightmare is when you're showing more than you were planning on showing on stage. <laughs> the wardrobe malfunction. Yes. Totally. That happened. And I was playing this arena in Brazil that has two huge uh, screens on the side. Ah. And I was, I was flashing everybody without knowing. And my manager only told me that after the show. So that was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you get your money's worth at a, <laughs> at your show I, I guess at your show in in uh, quote marks literally, yeah literally. <laughs> well oh so what, what is the best place for fans to find and follow you online Julia well you know I do have a website and I have all the links there so if you go to julialage.com which is julia l-a-g-e.com you have there uh, my links for social medias for cameos for my music for my merch and I'm uh, Julia underscore Laji on Instagram. And I'm Julia Laji on Facebook. You know, just Google Julia Laji, you'll find. But it's funny because you can, you might find Julian Lang. Lang, I think, because he's also a guitar player. He's incredible. He's more like what? a really? jazz. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And it's very similar name. But um, yeah, mine is Julia, like Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Julia, for being on the show. And I'm really, oh. um, yes, looking forward to seeing Vixen again. Um, hopefully you'll be in Las Vegas soon. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, I know we played there last year at Fremont Street. That was so fun. Yeah. So hopefully we will be back uh, soon. But it was a pleasure to chat with you finally. And yeah. Um, yeah, whenever, you know, whenever you need me again, I'll be more than happy to chat again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And yes. uh, thanks for the space. Thanks, Julia. Bye. Yay. Bye. This concludes another episode of the Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast. Remember, there's a book series, too. All the books are available in paperback, ebook, and audio via Amazon or the Rock and Roll Nightmares website. That's R-O-C-K-N-R-O-L-L-Nightmares.com. Our official theme song is She's Out for Blood by Fuzzbuster, founded by Lars Cabot. Thank you for listening. <laughs>